0: In-depth, Low-Carbon Transition Has China's Shipbuilders Seeing Green Published by Xing Global on September 6, 2023 Written by You Xiaoying and Li Rongqian Narrated by Elise Ribbons The global shipping industry's shift toward decarbonization has brought enormous opportunities to Chinese shipbuilders as operators worldwide seek greener fleets. Chinese firms reeled in nearly 73% of new shipbuilding orders globally between January and June, outperforming their main competitors from Korea and Japan by a large margin. The three nations dominate the global shipbuilding industry. Korean and Japanese companies maintain a technological advantage in building ships running on alternative marine fuels, such as liquefied natural gas, LNG, ammonia, methanol, and biodiesel. In comparison, Chinese shipbuilders have the upper hand in delivering orders in bulk, quickly, and cheaply, thanks to their large production scale, better financing, and massive domestic supply chains. Surging demand for greener vessels reflects the global shipping industry's determination to slash its greenhouse gas emissions, which are about 3% of the worldwide total. In July, the International Maritime Organization, the global regulator of the shipping industry, set a new goal for the industry to achieve net zero close to 2050. Ship operators dealing with Europe are pushing for decarbonization even harder. From next year, the European Union will gradually extend its emissions trading system to cover shipping. The EU ETS, the world's first major carbon market, puts a limit on how much CO2 companies in some industries can emit in a year, and requires these companies to buy permits to match their extra emissions. The expansion means that ship operators may need to pay for their CO2 emissions during voyages to, from, and between EU ports. Three-horse race. China, Japan, and Korea held more than 90% of new global manufacturing orders for commercial cargo vessels in the first half of this year, according to data from Clarkson's research compiled by Caixin. Japan surpassed then-top builder, the United Kingdom, to worldwide shipbuilding dominance in 1956 and Korea in 2000. But China, a latecomer to the race, has built a vast production capacity unmatched by its neighbors over the past two decades. In 2022, Chinese shipyards built 37.86 million deadweight tons, DWT, of ships, a unit of measurement of the weight a vessel can carry, according to data from the China Association of the National Shipbuilding Industry, CANSI. The figure accounted for nearly half of the global total, and was more than twice that of Japan, and nearly 60% higher than Korea according to data from CANSI. China's shipbuilding industry has carried its momentum into 2023. New data from CANSI showed that between January and July, Chinese shipyards completed 24.09 million DWT of vessels, received 44.76 million DWT of new orders, and held 127.9 million DWT of active orders. All three figures topped global charts, dwarfing those of Korea, China's closest competitor. Multiple shipmaking agents told Zeitun that Chinese companies' combined annual shipbuilding production capacity could surpass 50 million DWT in the near future, accounting for around 60 percent of the global total. The production capacity of Chinese state-owned firms is unrivaled globally. For example, China State Shipbuilding Corporation Limited, a state-owned conglomerate with more than 100 affiliated companies and institutes, boasts the largest shipbuilding capacity in the world. It completed 7 million DWT of civilian ships last year, according to the group's 2022 annual report, nearly 20% of the national total. Private companies have also performed well, winning high-profile contracts from global shipping giants. Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding Group Limited, China's largest privately-owned shipbuilding company, inked two major deals in June alone. The first one, signed with Copenhagen-based Maersk, will see Zijiang build six dual-fuel vessels powered by oil and methanol. Each will be able to carry up to 9,000 standard 20-foot equivalent unit, TEU, containers. Separately, Marseille-based CMA-CGM group commissioned Yangtzejiang to build 10 vessels fueled by fuel oil and LNG, each capable of carrying up to 24,000 TEU containers. Despite falling behind Chinese companies in production capacity and overall order intakes, Korean shipbuilders still register a higher proportion of new orders for alternatively fueled ships, specifically LNG ones, which require more technological input. Korea's big three shipbuilders — Korea's Shipbuilding and Offshore Engineering Company Limited, Hamwa Ocean Company Limited, and Samsung Heavy Industries Company Limited — SEAL deals for high-value-added vessels non-stop since the beginning of 2023, which included LNG carriers, according to a report by Business Korea in March. Analysts told the Seoul-based publication that the three companies follow a strategy of prioritizing building more eco-friendly vessels, such as LNG carriers. Greener Vessels Methanol has attracted considerable attention as an alternative marine fuel since Maersk ordered the world's first methanol-enabled container vessel in July 2021. Some of the industry's biggest names, including CMA-CGM, COSCO, and Evergreen Marine Corps, have followed suit. LNG has so far been the most popular alternative fuel among ship operators. LNG, a fossil fuel, emits 25% less carbon dioxide, CO2, than conventional marine fuels, while generating the same propulsion power. But methanol has caught up quickly, with the contract volume for ships powered by the fuel exceeding that of LNG-powered vessels in most of the months this year so far, Business Career reported, citing figures from industry groups. The publication added that among the backlog of global shipbuilding orders, vessels using conventional marine fuels still form the lion's share at 63.5%, followed by LNG-powered ships at 23.1%, and methanol-powered ones at 10.7%. Although conventional methanol is produced from fossil fuels, including gas and coal, it is regarded as an ultra-low carbon fuel, and known as green methanol, when produced sustainably, such as from biomass or by interacting recycled CO2 with green hydrogen produced by renewable electricity. Methanol can also be used to fuel cars, trucks, and buses. Using green methanol can cut the emissions of CO2 by up to 95%, and nitrogen oxide, among other greenhouse gases, by up to 80%, compared with conventional fuels, according to the Methanol Institute. It also eliminates sulfur oxide and particulate matter emissions, the Institute said. Future of Methanol According to research by MERSC, the use of net-zero fuels—green methanol, renewable diesel, and green ammonia— are viable for the shipping industry from a technological and operational perspective, but none can be produced on a large enough scale currently. Although renewable diesel, primarily made from agricultural waste such as vegetable oil or animal fats, can be stored in tanks like conventional fuel oil and can leverage existing manufacturing facilities and supply chains, limits to its availability and production scalability make it too expensive for large-scale use. Wu Bingqing, president of Mersk Greater China, told Caixin, Therefore, Mersk considers green methanol a key solution for the shipping industry to reduce emissions in the next 10 years, Wu added. Methanol's biggest advantage is its compatibility with current ships at sea, according to Zhang Song, a senior engineer at a department overseeing shipbuilding standards at the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology. Zhang told Caixin that ship operators would only need to modify the engines of their current fleet slightly, instead of changing entire engines, to use methanol which means relatively lower revamping costs, while LNG and ammonia, two other low-carbon fuel candidates, need to be stored in special fuel tanks at lower temperatures. Liquid methanol can be kept at room temperature in regular tanks, he noted. However, for fleets of vessels fueled by green methanol to voyage between major ports, there are still significant hurdles, such as the need to cut the costs of using the fuel, build port infrastructure, and achieve production at scale. Compared to conventional ships, methanol-enabled dual-fuel vessels are 10-15% to more expensive to build. Fueling a ship with green methanol is also significantly more costly, given the fuel's lack of availability. Estimates put the price of green methanol at twice as much as conventional marine fuels. Producing green methanol on a large scale can also be challenging. Bloomberg NEF predicted the global production capacity for green methanol to reach 5.5 million tons annually by 2027. Although the figure is roughly 11 times the current capacity, it is only about 1% of the amount of green methanol needed globally if all ships switch from marine fuels to green methanol in 2050, according to data cited. From a supply chain perspective, the limited amount of biomass worldwide is the biggest bottleneck to mass-producing green methanol, Wu of Mersk said. Jiang Tao, Director of Innovation North Asia Zone at Bureau Veritas, said various alternative fuels could power the shipping industry in the future, depending on the type of vessels and voyages. Jiang noted that although methanol has received the most attention, LNG is still the most popular alternative fuel among ship owners because of its mature supporting infrastructure. Meanwhile, the popularity of biodiesel is also on the rise, he said. Narrator's note. I once had the opportunity to learn how to drive the cranes that bring the shipping containers on and off these giant boats. And it was both incredibly fun and incredibly scary, a little bit like a massive game of Tetris. Sort of unrelated to the story, but just wanted to share because it was fun and slightly taboo. No female drivers are allowed to learn in China. I just got to do it because I'm a celebrity. Ha! <laughs>